Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Before we dive into today's episode, we'd like to remind you to find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. Without further ado, let's dive into Cold Case Friday in our Texas cold case of the disappearance of Sharon McCauley. Sharon McCauley had a day off from work on Monday, December 10, 1984, and planned to get an early start on her Christmas shopping. Sharon, who preferred to be called Sarah, left the Austin, Texas home she shared with her husband, John, early that afternoon. She first drove to LM Volksworks, where John was employed as a mechanic. She picked him up, and the two went to a local restaurant for lunch. As she drove him back to work, she dropped John off at 1.40 p.m. He watched as she pulled her car out onto Howard Lane and headed in the direction of Interstate 35. He had no idea that he would never see his wife again. When John got home from work around 6.30 p.m. that evening, he was surprised to find the apartment empty. Even on the days when she worked, Sarah always got home before him. Although he was concerned, he knew that she had planned to get some shopping done and thought she was just running late. As the hours dragged on, with no signs of her, his concern grew. It was out of character for Sarah to be out so late without calling him, and he worried that she might have been in a car accident. John spent the night calling Sarah's friends and family to see if anyone had heard from her, but no one had. He was praying there was some kind of logical explanation for her absence, but when daybreak arrived with no sign of Sarah, he was panic-stricken. He called the Austin Police Department and reported her missing. John told investigators they had gone out to lunch with Sarah the previous afternoon, and she planned to go shopping afterward. He noted that both Sarah and her car were missing. She had been driving her 1965 Volkswagen Beetle. It was white with an orange hood. Police immediately sent out an alert for all patrol units to be on the lookout for both Sarah and her Volkswagen, but there were no immediate results. Sarah, who worked for the Internal Revenue Service office on Interstate 35, was notably absent from her desk Tuesday morning. This was unheard of. She was the dependable employee who had never missed a shift prior to this. John and several of Sarah's friends spent their morning driving up and down the highway, searching in vain for any sign of her car. They traced all possible routes from Volksworks to all the shopping centers in the area, then checked the parking lots of all the malls and shopping centers where Sarah might have stopped. They found no trace of the missing 25-year-old. Although Sarah was an adult, Dawson police took her case seriously from the start. The news media was also quick to pick up on her disappearance, running as an article about it. The day after she was reported missing, they noted that there was nothing in Sarah's background that made her like a likely candidate to run off voluntarily. She had a good marriage and a steady job, although investigators had not found anything to indicate foul play had taken place. Sarah's friends and family were convinced that something terrible had happened to her. Early Wednesday morning, police located Sarah's car. It had been seemingly abandoned at the Linear Plaza Apartments, a complex located just five miles away from John's works. The car was unlocked and the keys were not left inside it. Once police obtained a spare key, they were able to start the car with no problem and determined it was in good running condition. It appeared that Sarah had not been forced to stop driving due to any mechanical issues. 
There was no blood found in or around the car, and nothing was found to indicate that any sort of struggle had taken place. Although police were able to obtain a few partial fingerprints, they were of little use in advancing the investigation. Nothing in the car appeared to be out of place, and the only thing that was missing were the keys and Sharon's purse. She was believed to be carrying around $170 in cash that day, money she planned to use for her Christmas shopping. Detectives canvassed the apartment complex, hoping that one of the residents might have seen Sarah or anyone else who might have parked the car there. One resident told police that a woman matching the description of Sarah had gotten out of the car and went into one of the apartments. Investigate. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Interviewed the residents of the apartment, pointed out by the witness, but they never heard of Sarah, and there was nothing to indicate that they had ever been in their apartment. Or she had never been in their apartment. It appeared to be a case of mistaken identity. Sarah's best friend, Allison, told police that she didn't believe Sarah knew anyone who lived at the apartment complex. She could think of no reason why she might have gone there. Two witnesses came forward and told police that they had seen Sarah's car in the vicinity of Bee Cave Road after she had gone missing. This was more than 30 miles away from where her car was found. Police, as well as John and some of Sarah's friends, conducted a search in the area where witnesses claimed to have seen the car, but found nothing relevant to the investigation. John was too distraught to return to work and took some time off so he could search for his wife. The two of them had met five years earlier when they were both working at the Austin State Hospital. Once they learned that they shared a mutual love of camping and other outdoor activities, they started dating. They had gotten married on May 7, 1982. Friends and family reported that they seemed to get along wonderfully and there were no known problems in their marriage. They had recently purchased an empty lot in North Austin where they planned to build a home. Their plans also included building a large garage on the property so John could open his own mechanic shop. Despite the fact that their marriage appeared solid, spouses are always considered potential suspects in cases like this, and John was no ex exception. He was interrogated on several occasions by detectives and agreed to take a polygraph exam. John admitted that he found the questions he was asked to be unsettling, as the examiner seemed to insinuate that he might have done something to harm Sarah. He passed the lie detector test with no problems and was ruled out as a suspect. The week after Sarah disappeared, 21-year-old Lauren McCarty also went missing in Austin. She was found dead a few days later. She had been sexually assaulted and murdered, then left in the trunk of her own car behind a shopping mall. Detectives soon announced that they had a suspect in Lauren's case. They were certain that Sarah's disappearance was not connected. The fact that Lauren was found dead was still a cause of great distress for Sarah's friends and family, and they feared that she had met a similar fate. In desperation, John decided to consult with a psychic. He took some of Sarah's clothing and jewelry to John Ketchings, a noted Dallas psychic who had worked with police in the past and was credited with helping them find several bodies. The psychic agreed to meet with Austin police. He told them that he believed Sarah was dead and he had been buried in a shallow grave somewhere to the south of Lake Austin in West Travis County. A large-scale search of that area was conducted, but nothing was found. A year after Sarah's disappearance, little progress had been made on the case. Her family feared that they might never learn what happened to her. Detectives have long since exhausted the few leads that they had, and were never able to develop any person of interest or suspects in her case. 
believing that Sarah was dead, but uncertain if her body would ever be found, her family held a memorial service for her after she had been missing for a year. Her parents, John, and about a dozen friends gathered on Mount Bonnell, where John and Sarah had gotten married in a sunrise ceremony three years earlier. They held the memorial service at sunset. Sharon McCauley was 25 years old when she went missing in 1984. She has brown eyes and dark brown hair, and at the time of her disappearance, she was 5 feet 5 inches tall and weighed 130 pounds. She was last seen wearing a dark purple shirt, dark blue pants with white stripes, and red high-top sneakers with white accents. She has a tattoo of a red and yellow butterfly in her abdomen and normally wear clear contact lenses. If you have any information about Sarah, you're asked to call the Austin Police Department at 512-974-5281. As always, let us know in the comment section below what you think happened. Is she dead or is she still alive? And there's a small chance she could be alive, but let us know. And of course, if you want to support the channel, you can go ahead and buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNS. Your support helps the channel grow, upgrade our equipment, bring in new hosts, be able to pay them, and hopefully one day take this show on the road. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening, and we'll see you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.